Greetings everyone, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. So uh, here's the uh, Allen West version, Watchtower Firearms, a BDRX. You can see it has the Steadfast and Loyal podcast logo on it. And on this side, you've got, you know, my actual digitized signature and my Army Master Parachutist wings. And, of course, you got to have the American flag. And, again, I mean, this is such an incredibly light weapon. I mean, I just... just can't believe it. And I like the skeletized design. And this flash suppressor here is unique. Uh, they make it here at Watchtower, and it actually reduces the rise of the weapon when you fire it. So I'm just looking forward and Magpul hard sights, and I think I'll keep hard sights on this, but uh, I'm looking forward to taking it out here and shooting it and uh, zeroing it in. And I love the skeletized uh, hand grip here. And of course, you got the extendable, you know, butt stop. But and I, and I prefer this uh, forward hand grip, you know, more than anything else. I, I really, I really like this. So here it is, you know, right up there next with Rob O'Neill. It's hard to believe that, but that's why America is such a great country. Where a kid born in the inner city of Atlanta, Georgia, can have an AR-15 design by him and with his signature on it, limited edition. So check out their website, watchtowerfirearms.com. If you want, you can purchase one of these. Hey, greetings everyone, and welcome back to the Steadfast and Law Program. And we're going through and looking at the Texas State House and some of these challenger races that we see up here right now in North Texas, and we'll start broadening it out and looking across the state of Texas. Because when you go back and you think about the legislative session here, when you think about the fact that 61 Democrats and 60 Republicans voted to impeach the Attorney General, Ken Paxson, here in the state of Texas, which when that trial went over to the uh, Texas State Senate, you saw that there was no there there, there was no case there, there was no evidence. So why could they push that through in 48 hours, but yet so many critical pieces of conservative legislation doesn't get pushed through. So we are joined with a dear friend of mine, Abraham George. Abraham George is a candidate for Texas State House District 89. He is also the former chairman of the Collin County Republican Party. And that's just north of Dallas County. He got involved in the Republican Party when he realized that the party's values echoed his own. When he moved to Collin County in 2011, he volunteered with the Collin County Republican Party and joined a variety of Republican and conservative clubs 
in the county, including serving for two years on the board of the Collin County Conservative Republicans. He also served as the credentials chair for the 2020 precinct and Senate district conventions. He served as the vice chair of the Collin County Republican Party and was elected to the state Republican Executive Committee representing Senate District Number 8. And through his wide-ranging involvement with the Republican Party, he formed strong bonds with leadership and precincts chairs in the Collin County GOP and was the chair of that Collin County GOP in October of 2021. And in March of 2022, he ran unopposed on a primary ballot to begin a full two-year term as chairman. He lives with his wife, a registered nurse in, in Parker, Texas, with their two children, both of whom are in the Plano Independent School District. Abraham, thanks for joining us here. Well, glad to be here. So tell us, uh, I mean, a little bit of your background. Uh, where were you before you got here to the Lone Star State of Texas? So I was born and raised in India, mm -hmm. uh, southern part of India, a state called Kerala. It's one of the states that has a lot of Christian population. Mm -hmm. And uh, so born and raised to a preacher. Uh, dad and mom were preachers. So was my grandfather. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Pentecostal beliefs. Yeah. And uh, so came to the United States in 1996. I finished my high school in India and came here in Carrollton, uh, North Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Lived there for about 10, 10, 12 years, actually. Then moved over to Collin County. So that's my background. Went to school here, uh, got married here, all that stuff. Yeah. Now, you know, you and I have this issue with the progressive socialist left, the Democrat Party, because they believe, based upon the melanin content in our skin, uh, we're supposed to think and and uh, articulate our principles and values based upon that. That we can't form our own decisions. Have you run into that as well? I have. That's actually that's how I ended up in politics. So mm. in 2008, during uh, President Obama, Obama was running, yeah. a lot of people in my community, Indian community, was kind of expected that we will support Obama. And I was a business owner, small business owner, starting up and oh, just man. learning all about taxes, and I just hated all of that. And then uh, realized uh, the socialist progressive agenda is primarily to take everything away from you to the government mm -hmm. and you are basically slaves to the government. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like that part of it. After he got elected, I was not expecting him to be elected, honestly, so mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even care for it. I was not in politics. Uh, after he got elected, I actually went to Dallas County GOP headquarters and said, hey, how do I help? Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Democrat, even though I look like this. Yeah. So that's how I ended up in, uh, in politics. Well, that's it's interesting story. enough because I will never forget the comment that Barack Obama made, I think it was up in Virginia, that was a slap in the face to the American small business entrepreneur when he said that if you own a business, you didn't build that. That's right. He did say that. Yeah. And and it's I mean the guy who didn't build a single thing. Yeah. Other than, you know, I mean other than being in uh, being a community volunteer, which no one has quite figured out yet what it was. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> coming from from him and saying you know you didn't build it, which is which is a slap to every minority business owner, every minority who wants to be a business yes. owner in the future. Uh, and I'm glad he's not there anymore, but even though he's kind of running the country still. He is still running the country. Now, when you look at the Indian community, I was surprised the Indian community is very strong here in the state of Texas between yeah. the Dallas area and down in Houston as well. I mean, right. we even had uh, President Modi 
come yeah. down and visit uh, in Houston, Texas. Had that huge rally That's with right. Donald Trump down right. there in uh, in the uh, in the football stadium. Yep. Did you did you go in it? I didn't go to that. Uh, there was I, I was actually out of country during that time okay. in India <laughs> while he was here. Yeah. Y'all so you're passing in the night. That's right. Yeah. So what is happening in the Indian community when they see this progressivism, this socialism, this Marxism? When they see now how Hamas supporters, a terrorist organization, we remember the Mumbai attack, mm -hmm. how they are taken to the streets and, yeah. and you know, intimidating, threatening people. Is there an awakening, you think, in the Indian community? I think so. So the Indian community, India as, as a country, have gone to the further right these days, mainly because the Congress party is what they, the other party is mm -hmm. called. <clears throat> used to be the party who built the country, started out all of that, then they started going into the socialist ideology. Mm. Then the BJP, which is actually a far right party, uh, which a lot of Indians don't agree with, yeah. uh, but they started supporting this because they started to build this identity of, okay, we are Indians and we can we can stand our own. Yeah. Uh, so the Indians here in, in the United States, you know, you gotta understand the, the the people in India, they liked government in the past. Mainly a lot of government, a lot of workers, government. Yeah, yeah. And on top of it, you know, we were um, uh, we were under the influence, and we were under the government of the UK, British, British yeah. right? And and we kicked uh, the India kicked out the British, and so they loved their government for a time. Then they started to realize, okay, this government th that we just built is a problem now. Mm -hmm. So now they're going into a limited government type of situation. Mm. So a lot of Indians here uh, depends on the generation. And uh, if it's an older person, they usually like the government. And mm -hmm. that's where the socialist ideology in their mind is. Mm -hmm. But if it's a younger person, they've seen that going through and they're recently starting to see, okay, well, this is not working for us. It just, it's not working for the India itself. So now they're starting to realize, okay, the government needs to be limited. And we need to come to a point where actually people have more power than the government itself. So the conservative movement here in the United States inside Indians is very alive now. There mm -hmm. are a lot more Republicans in Indian community mm -hmm. these days than about 20 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the DFW area. There's mm -hmm. a bunch of Indian clubs and there's a bunch of Indian uh, Republican groups that mm -hmm. are coming together these days. You know, it's interesting you brought that up because you said the older generation in the Indian community lean more so to the bigger government. Uh, and the younger generation is leaning more so to the limit. That's the complete opposite, opposite. of yeah. what we see here in, in our society in right. the United States of America. Yeah. So India got his independence in 1947. Mm -hmm. So 1947 to about 20 years or so, uh, everyone who went to school that, those days, they loved the government because mm -hmm. they just got rid of British. Yeah. So whatever the government did those days, they were they were all in for that yeah. because they're building a country at that time. They loved their government. Then the government, as usual, get corrupted, and Absolutely. now it's a mess. So now the newer newer generation looking at it, they never seen that that they never went through that. Mm -hmm. Now they're looking at it, saying, okay, government is the problem. They're overregulating everything. They're going after our children. They're indoctrinating our children just like they do here. Yeah. So the socialist ideology coming down from the school systems, now people are looking at it and saying, no, we're not gonna have that. So they're pushing back. So I think 
what happened in the older generation here about 30, 40, 50 years ago mm -hmm. is happening in India now because India is relatively a younger younger country mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. as far as the new uh, republic is concerned. So that's what's happening. And and it's you're absolutely right. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. So I can predict in about 50 years from now, India's next generation is going to go to the socialist again, all over again. It, this is a so. cycle. Right? It's a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. Well, hopefully our young people will, will be a part of a vicious cycle and they will realize the error. They'll come back, yeah. right? And they'll yeah. come back. Yeah. You know, you have been so involved in GOP politics at the grassroots conservative level here. Like we said in your intro, uh, you've been the, the Collin County chairman. You've been part of the state Republican executive committee. What are your concerns about Collin County? Because you're right there next to Dallas County. I live in Dallas County and we don't have a single Republican on the county commission in Dallas. Are you concerned about how the left is targeting and looking at expanding into Collin County? We are. Um, you know, one of my, my one of my privileges was to serve with you. I no, see you when you kind. were you were the chairman of the party. Uh, one of the things we talked about, Bill, you talked about during that time is that each suburb is is being targeted. Mm -hmm. And Collin County is one of those uh, suburb areas in the western Pla uh, eastern Plano uh, part of the Collin County is mm -hmm. somewhat blue. We are about 52, 53% Democrat area. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, kind of hard to say because I'm a free market guy, but a lot of apartments, a lot of those, yeah. uh, those, those type of uh, community building is driving the certain areas into Democrat. And you see uh, more so going up. More and more coming up. And, and it's not necessarily younger people. It's usually the people who uh, hates people who has a much higher um, income status or yeah. something like that. And they think the Democrat parties keep pushing this ideology, we're for the, the middle class, which absolutely the, the, the wrong thing to, uh, to comprehend. But un unfortunately, people do believe that. Mm -hmm. So we see that in, in northern part of Inas, uh, eastern part of Collin County today, the rest of the Collin County is bright red. Um, you know, you go to McKinney, those, those areas, it's 70% it's Republican, yeah. uh, which is what carrying the rest of the county. Yeah. So we, we have one elected official from Collin County, and honestly, that has everything to do with our house reps who carved out a Democrat district mm -hmm. inside of Collin County so they can all make their districts much more safer. Yeah. So the other four districts are about plus 10 when mm -hmm. this one district is minus five. State house. State house. Yeah. Yeah. So if they would actually taken one point from every one of them and made their districts eight or nine points, yeah. we would have had a Republican district there. But they're too selfish. They don't care about that. Well, they, that's leading into you running now for House District 89, which is one of those districts you just talked about. What is your big concern? What, what really caused you to sit back and say, I'm going to run against an incumbent Republican state house member because I just can't tolerate this anymore. It's unfortunate to a point that I, I came to that decision because I was very happy being the county chairman. <laughs> and uh, uh, it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of uh, conversation with my wife and my yeah. friends and family before I made that decision. 
over the past years, my my opponent, she's been there six uh, six years, three terms. And her name is Candy Noble. Yeah, you go. Yeah, and uh, she uh, she's a she's a good person. I like her. We go to the same church. Uh, well, oh, that's going to cause some interesting... Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, uh, with her, is she she just carries the water for the establishment. That's yeah. her job, and that's all she she cares about. Uh, you know, there are people in our district who will send her an email basically saying, yeah, I have this problem, this is with the state. We'll get a response back. We'll get back to you in 60 to 90 days. That's the automatic response from their office. Um, you know, look at, and we talk, I've talked to her all the time as a county chair, you talk to the legislators yeah. all the time. So, and and I ask about Democrat chairs. Why would you guys keep putting Democrat chairs in power? And we, you know, when you were there, we talked about this. Uh, yeah. and, and now the Republican Party has made it as one of the priority, even though it's a, it's a rules issue. We went, went up to Austin to talk about this, mm -hmm. wearing all those shirts and all mm -hmm. that stuff. We took a bunch of buses up there and things like that. And they listened to us for about three minutes. And after that, they will give us the standard answer of, oh, that's that's what that's a longstanding tradition. But it's not the same Democrat Party. No, these are these are leftist socialists that if they were in charge of the Texas State House, do you even believe they would put any Republican unless they were aligned with them? Uh, as a committee, you know, head, and especially very important committees. Important committees, yeah. And we we, we take all of our, our work and uh, all the block walking, all the phone banging and all the work and, and put these people into the office and they go up there and give hand over the power to the Democrats. It, it's the craziest thing. So during the, the session, uh, I actually went to Candy's office and we talked about this along with some of our uh, precinct chairs and said, hey, we, you, can, you, have, you cannot support this. He can, and we said that to all of our reps, mm -hmm. Jeff Leach, Matt Shaheen, all of them. They all kind of did the song and dance that they do all the time, and they went and supported it anyway. And I, I'm starting to realize why, because they don't really care. In fact, one of the reps said this in, on, on Twitter, basically said, I don't care about the party because they don't have any power. That was Justin Holland. Justin Holland. Over out of Rockwell, yes. That's right. Yeah. He put it out on the, in the, uh, on, on Twitter or X now. Uh, they don't care because all they care about it, their constituents are the lobbyists yeah. and the people in Austin, not yeah. the people here. As a matter of fact, he said that the, the grassroots conservatives are irrelevant. That's right. And that we can win without them. Without them. I mean, I mean, can you believe that, people? This is a Republican state house member yeah. that that said this. That I, we don't need you guys. We can we can we do fine. Yeah. yeah. So let's see if they can. Right. So when this come up, uh, that was one of the major issues. I mean, to take a Republican, and as a county chair, I felt horrible that yeah. electing these people, yeah. then they will go hand over the power to the to the uh, to the Democrats. Yeah. Then the next issue came up, and we talked about this too, with Candy uh, and other reps, is the border issue. Yeah. Border is wide open, yeah. and, and the, their answer is usually, oh, we're doing something about it. <laughs> and it, it's, it's like they're doing the same thing as Biden does, and mm -hmm. it's, it's not helping the state. Uh, our, our people are scared. We don't know how many of these Hamas type of people are here mm -hmm. now. We have no idea what's going to happen in the next two to three months or two to three mm -hmm. years. Uh, and all they care about is having a party at some place and posting some gala pictures and things like that. It's, it's the craziest thing. Yeah. Uh, they're doing the politician version of, and, and, and 
I realized all of this because when they start sending out mailers, they will send out a mailer saying, we had the best conservative. I know. Most I'm, conservative. I'm already getting those right. mailers. Yes. Yeah. Most conservative uh, session already. Candy Noble will already send out three or four mailers. One of them is paid by Dade Phelan. <laughs> it, it says on the mailer yeah. and said it's the most conservative. And I, when I saw that, I actually laughed and said, if the Dade Phelan is, is your standard of conservative, the Speaker of the House, it's, yeah. it's a pretty low standard at yes. this point. So, uh, and most people uh, don't understand that. They see this mailer and a good looking, uh, well-designed mailer piece comes out and says conservative session. A lot of people believe that. Yeah. So. When all of this happening, and I prayed about it, and I said, okay, <clears throat> I can continue to be the chair and continue to elect these people, and they will continue to do what they're going to do, or I can stand and say, you know, put where the, where the money, where the mouth is, and actually put my money into it and ask for people to su people's support and, and come out and, and uh, do the work. So, well, now, now you see why I stepped down as the state party chairman because you can go out there and work hard, raise money, and get these people elected, and they continue to do the exact same thing, which is the definition of insanity. And I don't want to be known as an insane person. Yeah. And so I decided to you know, take on the governor, uh, and I think yeah. that we opened up many people's eyes and uh, showed them that Texas is not the Texas that many people think that it is. Right. Did Candy Noble vote for the impeachment of Attorney General? She did, she did, and she sent out a very nice email after that that she prayed about it the ken and angel are my best friends and i'm still going to do this uh and and the funniest thing is <clears throat> that night i texted her she actually texted me by saying i don't don't judge us yet there's a lot coming out and i said okay we'll wait yeah and you know still waiting still waiting there's not i mean there was nothing there there was nothing there's there. no evidence so what have you i mean it we was, saw that in the senate trial right there was very it was just politics at its worst in austin uh, people kind of say austin swamp is worse than dc swamp i'm starting to believe that unfortunately yeah, it's pretty bad it is very bad up there yeah you know what are your you get elected what are your top two priorities as a state house member in Texas? At this point, no more Democrat chairs. Okay. That's a huge one. Second one is secure our border. Okay. Third one would be uh, rebuilding our education system. Yeah. It is a nightmare because we're not teaching our kids the math, the, mm. the history, the real history. We're not teaching them any of that stuff. There are good school districts who does a great job, mm -hmm. but majority of them are not. And we have this progressive type of personalities coming out of the high schools. I know and supporting Hamas and, and, and protesting and boycotting in eighth grade and ninth grade in our school systems. Uh, Plano had one of those. I know. My, my daughter goes to Plano ISD mm -hmm. and she had a uh, boycott during one of the classes that they were boycotting in support of uh, Hamas. And I'm, I can't even imagine yeah. ha that happening here in the United States, let alone in, uh, in Collin County. A terrorist organization. Right. They just killed 30 to 31 Americans. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, yeah. So we've got to rebuild our education system. Uh, public education is not going to go away. It's, it's here to stay. Yeah. Right. So we have to rebuild it. Uh, school choice will be a good, good step, but it's not the only step. There's, yeah. there's a lot to be done there. Well, we've got to restore parental rights. And it is amazing to me that here we are in the state of Texas, 
We cannot pass school choice. We cannot do anything to solidify our responsibility to protect our board here in the state of Texas. But in 48 hours, we could pass the impeachment of the attorney general without any evidence whatsoever. Okay, last question in this. Yes, you're not going to answer to me. You're going to answer to, to the camera. It is not just in Collin County. It's not just the state of Texas. But explain to all the people that will see our interview why Texas and the Texas State House is important for the United States of America. Okay. Well, the reason I, I run, uh, I came to the United States as a legal immigrant when I was 16 years of age. And I came to a country where I believed, and I still do believe this, uh, it's, the, it's the best version of God's country on earth. And, and Texas is the best out of the entire, entire union. And we are now handing out our power, Republican principles and the power to the Democrats who, who wants to destroy our country. And I'm running to uh, return our country, our, our state to the place where I actually came to, uh, where I dreamed of. Uh, and to build the next Texas, the Texas to the next level where my children will grow up to a place where there's still American dreamers exist. And uh, you know, securing our border, rebuilding our education system, removing Democrats from committee chairs, uh, working on uh, working on all the Republican priorities, banning gender modification. There's a ton of stuff to be done, and our politicians do that politic. Uh, they don't do the they don't do the work of the people. That's what I'm here for. Well, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be with us here at the Steadfast and Law Program. Where can people follow your campaign? What's the website? Uh, it's abrahamgeorge.com, very okay. simple. abrahamgeorge.com. Yes, sir. And you have my support and endorsement. Thank you. I appreciate uh, first, that. Absolutely, because you're a great young man. Thank okay? you, sir. So God bless you and thank you. All right, folks, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Steadfast and Law Program. Special thanks to this young man here, Abraham George. And go check him out. Uh, I don't care if you're outside the state of Texas. Texas needs to be stronger. And this is a young man that will help Texas to get back to where it should be. So God bless you all. Until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.